Welcome to the Resilient and Thriving Podcast with Coach K. My name is Kirsten Larson, and I'm an integrative holistic health coach who helps people get results and breakthrough in their health and life. After healing from extreme health issues and emotional trauma, my goal is now to make health and wholeness accessible to more and more people and to help you overcome overwhelm and burnout so that you can ultimately thrive in life and help others do the same. And I'm excited to be here with you today. Welcome to episode 36 of the Resilient and Thriving podcast with Coach K. I am excited to be here with you today. In this episode, I want to talk about joyful movement as a path to building resilience to stress. Ooh, come on, so good. I want to talk about the concept that exercise versus movement and working out. <laughs> as a as a health coach, a former personal trainer, and now a uh, stress resilience coach, helping people move and eat and think and breathe and work through past issues. I see a lot of a lot of things happen with the process of exercise and different perspectives of it, different ways of going about it that end up leading to exhaustion end up leading to injury, inflammation, and sometimes really just overstressing the body and overstressing the life of a person. And that is something that really I love talking about because I personally love moving. I like to run. I like to bike. I like doing strength training and mobility work. I like to go for hikes and swims. And But in the years gone by... <laughs> It's really changed the way that I have done things because I've kind of understood a little bit differently about the purpose of movement and how to do it in a way that actually brings me life instead of drains my energy or even feels like a pressure of something that I have to do. And I've really noticed this quite a bit through the clients that I coach and work with that when they are coming at it from a perspective of, you know what, I just want to get out there and move. I enjoy movement and um, these are the types of movement that I like and it brings me life. But here's what's happening. I'm getting fatigued or I'm feeling overrun or I'm getting injured regularly. Then it's a different perspective because then we can look at the movement and say, okay, you already enjoy what you're doing. Let's just adjust how you're doing it. Instead of those who come to me and go, you know, I just, I've been working out uh, six, seven days a week, two, two times a day, and I'm working out and I just can't understand why I'm, I'm losing weight and I, I'm working really hard. Right in that very moment, I know why they can't lose weight and what's going on. You see, stress, cortisol, actually majorly plays a factor in our weight gain or weight loss abilities. It plays a huge factor in our inflammation and our resilience, our ability to bounce back. And sometimes we think of resilience in terms of, you know, okay, I had a stressful day at work and I was able to get my energy and strength back. Or someone, you know, yelled at me at work or at home or a family or a friend and I was able to bounce back from that mentally, emotionally. 
but resilience also plays a major part in our exercise world. I've coached a lot of athletes that maybe overdo it majorly on their training and they end up exhausted, overworked, and burnt out. I myself have been there. Uh, My very first burnout experience was actually in college. So I was young and I was training for the triathlon team while double majoring, while having a very robust friend life and leading different clubs and groups. And I think I had two jobs at that point. They didn't, and it never actually felt intense. It never felt stressful to me, to be honest. (laughs) You know, that probably goes to tell you where I was in that state of my life. I enjoyed everything I did, but it was too much. And my body just completely shut down and, you know, gained weight. Everything hurt. I was more injured and, and could barely move. So there's this balance of working out versus exercise versus joyful movement. And I want to propose to you today, if you're listening and you're going, you know, I don't like movement at all. (laughs) Well, then I would like to say, what do you enjoy doing? Find that and bring it into a form of movement that you can do. Now, here's the thing. It depends on every place of spectrum that we are at. So maybe you're at a spectrum where you haven't been moving quite a bit at all. And so any form of movement kind of hurts and makes you feel challenged and it's hard. I remember being there when I was overcoming uh, sickness and having to rebuild everything and everything hurt. And thankfully, I had in the back of my mind a knowledge that If I can keep going and stay consistent, I will build this body back up again. And so all I have to do is just keep consistently moving. So when you're on the low end of the spectrum, finding a rhythm, maybe something like walking or swimming or something gentle movement that you can enjoy, putting that in there. And I do recommend everyone over 30 and even under 30, really, but everyone over 30 doing some form of strength training, whether it's uh, just body weight movement at home or doing some strength training at the gym or at home of some level, you need some sort of resistance training starting at 30 and beyond. So your muscles begin a process of use it or lose it, and you want to make sure that you keep using it. So here's the thing, as your body builds, you build strength and capacity to do more. It's just the way our bodies are made. It's the the law of general adaptation. Your body will adapt to whatever pressure and load you put on it. And so you may not enjoy the movement at first, but you want to get to a place where, you know, if you could feel good doing it, what kind of movement would you like to do? All right. Would you like to go for long walks and hikes? Would you like to run a marathon? Would you like to go ride your bike for a long time or go for hikes or simply just walk with friends? You know, what's the type of movement or what types of things in your life would you like to do that your physical health currently keeps you from? For example, maybe you want to throw your kids up in the air, but you're 
not able to, then I would suggest strength training be a place to start. Start light, build, start light and build. Whatever you start doing, even if you're extremely fit, but you want to, let's say you're a marathon runner, but you want to do triathlons, you need to start light with the new movements that you're adding in. Okay, so we're doing this as a path to resilience, right? So what happens physically as your body builds capacity? Well, if you are experiencing extreme fatigue or exhaustion or overwhelm in your body or even just fatigue that causes you to just run out of energy and steam early on, then actually building a body that can can run, can walk longer, can do greater strength training is going to increase your energy levels. It is going to increase your resilience both physically and mentally and emotionally. There are many, many studies that show how doing physical activity impacts your brain. It impacts your mood and it reduces stress. There are a lot of chemicals that are released during movement that reduce stress. So what happens though when you start crossing that threshold where the movement and type of movement you're doing now becomes over stressful. So we talked about how, you know, okay, if you're starting from the lower end, slowly build it up and look from a perspective of what do you want to do? What brings you joy and bring the movement towards those things? You know, if you want to lift your kids, start doing strength training. That's a great place to start. Or if you love listening to audiobooks or podcasts or music, put your music in and go for a walk. Those are places to start, okay? Build that resilience and begin moving your body a little bit every day. But now what happens when you go, okay, I've built my strength, I've built my body, or maybe you've been doing exercise for a long time, but you find you've been getting fatigued and overwhelmed and overworked overstressed in your life. Maybe you have a lot of stress in your life or maybe the movement itself is stressful. So this is an area that I, I see in a lot of a lot of people is they've done a little too much. They've tried to work themselves really hard for various reasons. Maybe overcoming stress. Maybe they're working out their stress. Maybe they're trying to lose weight and you, you're trying to work really, really hard to do that. Or maybe, you know, a lot of different reasons we overwork out, right? And here's the thing, when you overwork out that cortisol and you're not recovering properly, that cortisol and all the functions of your body are not able to recover. Your metabolism, your metabolism ironically, accidentally starts slowing down and when you're doing too much and you can't recover, everything starts to say, you know what, I need to stop. I need to pause. I need to do that. And so you want to find that level of movement that brings you joy and also allow you have space and capacity in your current level of life, your current level of fitness, and your current level of stress where you actually can recover. 
So here's something I see, you know, someone's got a stressful life and they're trying to integrate running or strength or movement because it helps release stress. Yes and no. <laughs> so here's the challenging thing is that let's just say you want, you're wanting to go out for a run and you're wanting to pick up a running routine because you know you need to get fit and yet your body is tired and your life or your work or your home or all the different things adding up are causing a lot of stress. Uh, and you know, stress looks differently. It could be mental stress. It could be emotional. It could be just physical. It could be a combination of those relational or thought life, your, your thoughts about things. That All of that stress, your brain doesn't know the difference. Your body doesn't know the difference between a bear chasing you or a deadline at work or someone um, speaking negatively and your brain ruminating on the safety of that relationship. So you have to know that while the running or while the workout or while the movement might really help your mental and emotional world deal with the stress, if you're also not physically, mentally, and emotionally recovering from that, it could create a compound effect. So for example, let's say you've got a very stressful deadline coming up with work and you're working on it really hard, it's producing a lot of stress, but you're like, oh, I need to go and go for a run. It's just going to feel really good. So you get up and you go for a run. And then you notice yourself waking up the next day just exhausted and depleted. And you go for another run and all of a sudden you've got these niggles where your knee is hurting, your ankle's hurting. And you're like, man, you know, what's going on with my body? Then you go back to work and you're pounding out this stress. And then you go back to the run to release the stress. You notice yourself getting more fatigued, more injured. Well, then that's not actually building resilience. That's showing you that your body is not bouncing back. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough recovery. You're not doing mobility work. Or maybe you want to do some functional breathing exercises. Maybe you want to do some intentional meditation or journaling to release the stress or some EFT tapping to release the stress out of your body, your mind and emotions. Do something that brings you joy. And you might say, well, this the workout brings me joy. Okay, then also do something that helps all of you recover. So we want to, this is something that in, in the movement world is called peaks and valleys. So peaks, think of them like mountaintops. These are the peaks. Those are days that are, the days are stressful, the workout is stressful. And I don't mean stressful in a bad way. There is stress that is good for you. You need stress. We all need stress in order to build greater mental capacity, greater emotional and physical capacity. The problem is when we don't get space to release that and recover from it and build strength from it. And so if we're always in a high level of stress and it's not actually coming to a health level, then we want to start asking the question, where can I actually recover? And so you can recover through movement. So with joyful movement, what I like to say is, you know what, if, if you need a valley, in other words, you need 
a recovery time. You need time to come down from all of the stress that's been going on. Then you need to also have a time where you go, okay, maybe this movement is more like mobility work. You're gently doing movements that open up your hips and your legs. You're doing some foam rolling work. You're going for a refreshing walk out of nature. That's one of the most incredible and healing ways to heal your body, your mind, and your heart is just to get out in nature and go for a walk. You're moving, you're breathing, you're getting everything moving, the blood flow, and it's bringing healing to you and it's not overstressful. Um, but you know, when you, when you need to actually say, I need this recovery time, you can still move. Just make sure you're moving on a lighter level. Okay. So when we do training, that's something that we always want to make sure we have times where we are building our strength and building our running or building our training plan. And then you also want to have times where you are dropping it back and intentionally doing more recovery and lighter work. Now, if you're noticing you've had a lot of fatigue or stress going on, then do light movements, do movements that bring you joy, do movements that are like I said, outdoor walking and outdoor working out. Something that is light brings life but isn't draining on your system. On the flip side, if you found, you know what, I've been working out really hard and a lot and I'm not bouncing back, same thing. Draw your, your workouts back for a minute. Draw the movement back for a minute. Remember why you're doing it. Remember why you like to move in the first place, okay? And do the things that you enjoy. Get out and do that. If you like doing it with community and friends, find a friend and do it with them. If you like doing it on your own, maybe listening to a talk or a podcast or an audio, do it during those times, okay? And the key is to not lose your joy in the process and to make sure that it's something that is actually sustainable for you rather than just trying to shove the movement in because you need movement in your life, okay? This is really key. It's, it's important that this movement is functional. So, you know, don't just go and do a bunch of machines at the gym because that's going to and then just work out really hard and then walk away because <laughs> what that's not that's not helping you with a lot of the different places of your life. Like if you do a machine and then you go to pick up a kid, well, you're using all the muscles in your body when you pick up a kid, whereas on a machine is just isolated muscles. So make sure some of the movement you do is using your whole body in the way that it's made to move. And start looking at going, okay, where are the blocks in my movement? Where are the things that are becoming challenging? And find out if you can adjust that. Just want to share a couple of examples with that. This always helps. So I had one client that just was really struggling with um, some fatigue and inability to lose weight and found out she would do about mm, two and a half hours of workout five days a week or so um, and then not fueling around it. And so what we did was we just simply found out, okay, what are the, which out of the, that whole movement that you're doing, all, that whole routine, what is it that you actually enjoy 
And can we shrink it down to one hour and make sure that you fuel your body right afterwards with something very nutritious? So with her, we did just a, a very healthy, whole food-based smoothie. And boy, within a short period of time, she started losing weight, her energy levels started coming back, and she was really enjoying the workout she was doing. So there's an example of just going, hey, what is your goal? What are you enjoying? Where are kind of the missing pieces and pockets? And doing a little too much movement, building a little too much cortisol in the system without proper recovery, okay? And then on the flip side, my own life was a great one where I was so fatigued and so exhausted that when I would go out to try to run because I, I personally find a lot of joy in running, it was like I just could hardly even walk around the block and I was so exhausted and tired from it. And so rather than trying to push myself to run, I just started walking and was like, let's let me just increase my walking capacity a little bit more every time. And I started biking a little bit to try to build up my strength, whereas sometimes walking my whole body would hurt because it was just a little bit too much pressure. So I'd go biking because it's, you know, taking off a lot of pressure on the body, but still moving it. And I started falling in love with biking. It's like I love the wind in my face. I love the joy and doing it for the joy of it. But I would notice when I started working again, if I would have an intense work day and then try to work out connected to that, I'd be so exhausted or I'd start gaining weight. And that whole stress factor was just such a big combination. And I've seen that over and over and over again. That, that combination of going, okay, here's too much, here's too little. We want to find that balance for where you are currently in your life and go, what kind of movement are you doing now? And what are the effects of that? Do you need to draw that back a little? Or do you need to add a little bit more? Okay, are you... You know that you need to draw it back when you're doing quite a bit of, of exercising, but you're losing your joy, you're losing your steam, and you're also finding yourself a little bit more fatigued and injured and maybe even maybe gaining weight from it. So draw it back. Shift the type of movement you do. Draw it back a little bit. You can always build back up later. On the flip side, if you go you know, I'm not really, I'm not doing enough movement that is causing my body to transform and causing my resilience to build up. Then you might need to just slowly build it and remember, connect it with things that you love to do. That is such a key, right? If stress releases extra cortisol in our body, then and joy releases extra serotonin, and dopamine, and endorphins. And that, combined with movement, is a powerful concoction, my friends. So I want you to just pause, take a look at your current movement in your life. Do you enjoy it? Is it helping you? Is it causing you to become more resilient? What can you do to shift in this season where you're at. All right, thanks so much for listening today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune on in every week for tips and tricks to make health and wholeness sustainable. 
If you're interested in further coaching or more resources, head on over to my website, coachkirsten.com, and I'd love to connect with you. And don't forget, you were made to thrive.